Hi, I'm Angie, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. We're the Faithlift Sisters, and this semester we're taking a new look at the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Old Testament. And we're looking at how God is revealing and working His plan for man's salvation through these books of the Bible. We're following Dr. Chris Miller's class at Cedarville University, and we're excited that you're joining us in our discussion of his teaching. We can't wait to learn more of God's character and plan. Well, hello there. We are, um, as Angie just mentioned, going through the first five books of the Bible with Dr. Chris Miller. Um, And today we're in Genesis. We're actually calling this episode 26 through 36, but we're going to start all the way back, all the way. We're going to start one chapter back in 25, and um, we're only going to go through 35. So... We're, uh, we're sneaking a little extras in for you. And the story today is Jacob. That's the main theme. Mm-hmm. Jacob. Okay. And God. That's the other main theme. Oh, and God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, there. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oops. Yeah. Oh. So as we've mentioned before, we're just going to kind of break it down into little subsections. And... Um, I have some names for our subsections, and some of them are a little controversial, I've learned, but we're starting with um, Genesis 25 through 27, and I personally call it Jacob the Sneak, but Rosemary, Mm. I think, referred to it as the babies. The babies. (laughs) The babies. (laughs) But it's pretty crazy, isn't it? From the minute, even before Jacob's birth, he's grasping and trying to take things that aren't his. He's trying to control Who's coming yeah. out first? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the story is he's a twin and his brother is born first. But Jacob reaches through the womb and grabs his foot, his heel. It's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Can, Can you, you imagine that delivery? Seriously, oh, I was going to say the no. horrifying <laughs> yeah. delivery. That would yeah. stop me from having any more children. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no more. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But that kind of paves the way for the relationship between Jacob and Esau for their whole entire lives. Because Jacob is a big old sneaky dude. Yeah. He's the deceiver. Mm -hmm. And always trying to get something that's not his by right. Mm -hmm. Trying to push his brother out of the way, steal from his brother. It's just crazy. I mean, these are boys born of the same mother and father. There shouldn't really be any big deal about it. You know, maybe he's a little upset that it's a twin thing and he could have been first. It was just sort of a trick of fate that he wasn't. I, I just don't get it. I don't get his attitude that he's, he thinks he deserves something other than what he's got. Although maybe that's a pretty common attitude. <laughs> and say, we're back to Genesis chapter three here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sin. Yeah. And, and oh. selfishness and self-centeredness and... All those things that go with it. So what does it tell us about God that he chose Jacob to carry this on? So maybe we're getting a little ahead of the story, you know, as we talk about all the things he did. Um, But I guess that's my piece. It's like, why did God choose Jacob? Why didn't he just say, Esau, shape up a little bit or something like that? Or here's what you're going to do, you know, but he didn't do that. You don't think you should have just been like, Esau, wise up. Your brother's a dirty snake. (laughs) 
Like, <laughs> yeah. Watch your back, buddy. Right. Watch so, <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about that. Esau was a red hairy baby and he was more into the outdoors. He was more into the things that Jacob actually liked too. Mm-hmm. He was closer to Jacob, just no, um, Abraham. I'm sorry. Isaac. Closer Isaac. to Isaac. Thank you. Wow. I <laughs> we'll know. get there eventually. <laughs> yeah. Isaac is the father of Jacob of and Esau. Jacob and Esau. Right. And Abraham is the father of Isaac. Right. So that's how that all ties together. Hence the Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God yes. of those three. Right. And so we we know that Jacob and was more interested in like the uh, the politics, I guess I would say, or the telling stories. He was more at the camp as opposed to going out into the wilderness. And that was closer to Isaac. His oh. mother. Rebecca. 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 I was afraid to say Rebecca because I thought I was going to say Rachel. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Can I just All say, right. I think we did this when we studied Genesis in depth. Yes. I think we had the same conversation. I think exactly. <laughs> during, the, during the Jesse yeah. tree, remember we couldn't even yeah. get their names right. Oh, it like, here we go. Um, but yeah, Jacob more aligned with his mother, Rebecca. Esau aligned more with his dad's interests. Um, I'm sure they both love them both. That wasn't the issue. It's just one is more like one than the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, Esau was born first. Jacob, known as the heel grabber, came out second. So the birthright would go to Esau. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which in those days is like so very important. It is like, oh, it's as if the queen died and her firstborn <gasps> is now the king. Oh. Oh, Terry is really struggling with the queen here. Yeah. So she's in grieving and oh, we just keep, we just wave to her and just yeah. say, I'm so but sorry. But only a petite, like, only the queen wave. wave. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the royal wave. The royal wave. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever gotten up before at 4.30 in the morning to be to breakfast with the Brits at 5.30 to watch the funeral of a queen. Yeah. Wearing your fascinator. I was wearing my homemade fascinator. Oh, it wasn't black. Well, that's no, very sorry. appropriate. Yes, it is appropriate. Yeah. Yes. Um, anywho, so back. Um, but but speaking of birthright, there's birthright, and then there's also a blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what happened with this is Jacob took both from Esau. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys want to go through the details of that, but um, he tricked him. He mm-hmm. put on goats. His mother helped him. Yeah. Helped Jacob to trick Esau to get the blessing. And he, she made him uh, clothes made out of goat's hair. Look how hairy that guy was. Yeah. Goat's hair. Can I, know. I just say, like, Esau was born red and hairy, and then there's a hand that's protruding to try and grab him during the birth. Again, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. nightmare from the very beginning, these two. Yeah. Right, right. Well, even during the, the pregnancy, they were both wrestling in, in her womb. Yes. yes. I have a lot of compassion for Rebecca. Yes. I have, um, I have some, but she did help the deceiver deceive her yeah. husband and her other son. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So the first time the birthright was given for a bowl of stew, yeah. Esau was w- willing to give that away for a bowl of stew, but Jacob is willing to take it yeah. for that. Right. The second one was the blessing and the blessing that came out. And this is where he had to deal directly with Isaac, go before Isaac with the goat skin on him. Right. 
Which worked because Isaac was super old and could not see well. Right. But he did doubt. Are you he really did. my son? This is the voice, yeah. the voice of Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. The voice of Jacob. Yeah. Well, but you feel like him and you kind of smell like him. So I guess it must be. Ew. What? Yeah. Ask the maid, is this really Esau? Because I can't <laughs> see very well. Yeah. That's a good point. Get some confirmation. But no, that did not happen. No. Yeah. So Jacob steals the birthright. Jacob steals the birthright. Mm -hmm. Tricks. Well, he doesn't steal it. He takes it from him. Takes it. Um, Esau's like, dude, I'm really hungry. Just give me the stew. Whatever you want. Fine. Birthright's yours for literally a bowl of stew. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he does steal the blessing. Yeah. And then Esau finds out and is super mad. Super, super mad. Yeah, he, he goes, he, he pleads with Isaac, don't you have anything left for me? Isn't there anything left that you can? And he's like, mm, sorry, a blessing given is a blessing gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, so sad. So the birthright was the two times the portion, right? So if, let's say two boys here, you do it times three, the firstborn would get two thirds mm-hmm. and the secondborn would get one third. Third. The blessing is the very favor of God mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that would rest on him. Yeah. yeah. And even if you're a scallywag, it doesn't change God's, uh, how God deals with it. A blessing is a blessing. And that just shows who God is, right? Because God said, this is how it's going to be. And so God is not an Indian giver. He doesn't say something and then go back and change his mind. Or it doesn't work that way. What he says... Is it? Mm-hmm. That's Same it. Now. He's he he is faithful to his word, to his word. which is what that shows us. Mm-hmm. So no matter how scallywaggy, no, no, <laughs> no matter what kind of scallywags we are, yeah. to quote Terry, God's no. not giving up on us because He said that we are His. I think that's been the biggest thing with Jacob for me is that no matter what, God doesn't give up on us. I mean, look, at this is over a lifetime. And even after he finally has an encounter with God and he kind of surrenders, even after that, he still does some questionable stuff. But God has stayed faithful and steadfast and true to the promises that he's made, um, no matter what, no matter what Jacob did or didn't do. And I, I guess that really kind of speaks to the unconditional part of this promise. It's not conditioned upon us. It's all fully conditioned on God. And honestly, if God would have wanted Esau to have that, he would have made that happen. It's not like Esau and Jacob are in control here. No. Right. As much as they think they are. Mm -hmm. Well, let's kind of tie back to Jacob and Esau and being in control because um, when we go to Genesis 28 through 30, um, we're going to look, I have this one titled um, as runaway Jacob because. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) Esau finds out. So Jacob thinks he's good. He's got the birthright and the blessing. And he's like, woohoo. And Esau ends up with nothing. And he says, I'm going to kill my brother. Mm -hmm. And Mama Rebecca, who is in cahoots, says, hmm, this isn't good. You better go. Mm -hmm. So get out of Dodge, dude. Yeah. Wasn't this at the time when Jacob died? No, not Jacob. Isaac Isaac died. Yes. That's when he was, wow, my 
the father's hand will not be protecting me anymore. Yep. I better book and get out of town. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So he runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Thanks to his uncle's house. Mm-hmm. But before he gets there, you're right. He goes to Laban's house, his uncle Laban. Yep. But before he gets there, he lays his head down on a rock and he has a weird dream, which should teach all of us use a pillow. No. And <laughs> <laughs> a rock. Yeah. So what about his dream? What did he see in his dream? Go ahead. I I know what he saw. Like there was a ladder going up to heaven and there were angels ascending and descending. And I have never really understood that. So I'm going to step aside, as it were, and let you guys tell me what it means. Well, uh, I think when you look in the whole of scripture, you take in the New Testament, that that stairway represents Jesus Christ himself. That is the only way through to heaven. Um, I think God was, and wait, I think it said in the homework, Dr. Miller said this, it appears to me that God is offering Jacob the opportunity of relationship with himself. And so I think God might've been portraying, this is what relationship with me could be like. Um, what do you, Access. What do you, yes. There you Connection. Go. Relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus is access to God the Father, access to the blessings. Um, yeah, this is what it can be like if we, if you come through me, if you have a relationship with me. If you're submitted to me too, like mm-hmm. that connection happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and Jacob and Jacob fashion said, well, okay, God, if you do this, this, and this for me, <laughs> then maybe we'll see if that connection can happen. So ever the bargainer. Jacob was mm. a little transactional, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yeah, very with much everything. So. Can you imagine, like, if I, there's certainly been times in my life where I was like transactional. If you do this, I'll do this. If you, that's exhausting. Mm. Yeah. Because you have to be in control of your world. You know, you have to be the one making things happen. You can't just trust that God is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a tough row to hoe. Isn't that the, mm-hmm. the gardening the term? The yes, old road to hoe. Term? A tough yes, road yep. to hoe. Yeah. 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 So he has this dream and then he says, okay, God, sure. You do these things and then that's great. Awesome. And then, and then you get to be my God. Yeah. And then you get to be my God. Yeah. It was like you a condition. over me, thing. take good care of me and we're good. Yeah. Right. Feed me, all that. That's Safe not passage. how God works. No. God is not a magician. Um, anyway. Not a genie, not a genie. rub and say, you know, I want right. my three wishes. Yeah. Right. So then Jacob keeps trundling on, gets to Laban, and the tides are turned. I always kind of feel like, hey, you had this one coming, man. Boy, yes. I do too. I'm like, oh, deceiver yeah. missed the deceiver rest. Yes. <laughs> That's what I said. The deceiver gets deceived. Woo-hoo. Yes. It's like the yes. perfect, this is what you sowed, and boy, are you going to reap it. Yeah. 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 So Jacob gets to Laban and then um, who's his uncle? And he's like, oh, look at that one. I want that <laughs> woman for my <laughs> <laughs> And it wasn't Leah. It was Rachel. It was not Leah. It was Rachel. Right. But the but... problem with this is Rachel was not the oldest. Right. And you could not be married if your older sibling was not married in those times mm-hmm. as a daughter. So. Rachel is the youngest, not the youngest, but the younger. 
Mm-hmm. And Laban's like, sure, it works for seven years for me. And then you can marry my daughter. And he's like, yeah, I'm in. No problem. <laughs> I'm working, breaking my back. I'm hoeing the rose. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's time to get married. And she's very veiled. And it's the, the wedding dark. night. <laughs> yes. Dark. And it's the wedding night. And the wedding <laughs> night things are happening. And then he wakes up in the morning and ah, what? the wrong one. Yes, <laughs> dun, dun, just, dun. in my mind, I just picture him like scrambling back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like whoa, <laughs> yeah, Aww. yeah. So he wakes up and it's not Rachel next to him, and he's not thrilled because he was tricked. Mm-hmm. I mean. Come on, Jacob. Kind of had it coming. Anyway, so then Laban's like, oh, yeah. Sorry, that's Leah. She's the older one. So if you want to marry my other daughter, you have to work for seven more years. And so he's like, well, that's the one I want. So I guess I'll keep pulling the rules. working. Yeah. And so how I wonder how God's feeling about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Marry two women. Right. Mm, That's not God's plan either. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's a whole big mess. It's a whole big mess. And the other thing to know, it's like he marries Leah and then there's the wedding week, mm-hmm. the matrimonial week. And then he marries Rachel. Like right away. Yeah. 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 I've always had such heartbreak for Leah. Like, oh. Yeah. Wait, didn't he have to work longer for Rachel? Then he had. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but he, got but he married her within a week. Yeah. See, I didn't catch that until this study. I, I always thought he worked, he was married to Leah, worked seven years, then got Rachel. No, mm-hmm. he got her a week later. <gasps> yeah. And then he just stayed for the next seven years to work her off. That's even ickier. Ickier. Yes. It is. Oh, yeah. and oh gosh. I don't know what, I never connected that. And, and then think about how poor Leah felt with all that. It's no wonder she has anger issues later yes, on. Yes, but yeah. wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I, Laban probably made her do it, but she knew what she was getting into. But she how, knew that he loved Rachel. Well, yeah. How many women enter marriage or relationships thinking they can change their man? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. That's that's true good, that they're going to be provided for, and this is the way that I'm going to get taken care of. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Well, because without being married in that society, you had nothing. Mm-hmm. So as a woman, she's probably thinking, okay, this is my chance. And okay, I'll take it. Wow. Yeah. But it, it just gets even weirder and ickier, you guys. I mean, it is not good because Rachel can't have kids and Leah's already had a bunch of kids. And they're like, oh, just take this maid as your wife. Oh, just take this maid as, oh, you can just have her. So I think <laughs> I counted there's four wives, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like um, Rachel and Leah. And then each the, of their maids. And then each mm-hmm. of their maids. Mm-hmm. Did I miss an extra maid too? Was there maybe like one of the maids maids? I had down four, four women. Okay. I had four Zilpah, Leah, Rachel, and then Bilha. Okay. Bilha was Rachel's maid servant. Okay. So they each, each wife and then each wife's maid. And then I counted and I don't, I may have missed something. But I counted 13 kids. Mm-hmm. Well, there's 12, but then there's Dinah, who is the daughter, and they 
don't really count her. And right. then we don't know how many other girls there were, but that's girls the only female mentioned. Yeah. yeah. So we know for sure 13. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. It's just crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Have you? And I've never watched this show, but there's a show, I don't know if it's even on anymore, called Sister Wives. <laughs> and like you hear about all the drama of like, it's my life for him to have them and it's your mm-hmm. life for him to have them and all, like all of these things that I'm just... My mind is blown, but y'all, this is a Bible. And my mind says, who would want him? That's it. Seriously. After you've been with all those other women, who would want him? Have you never heard the phrase, like, everyone you sleep with, you sleep with everyone they've slept with? with. Oh, yeah. Uh, Anyway, we get real around here, you guys. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I do. I love this one verse, though, in chapter 29. 31, the Lord saw that Leah was not loved. So God's God's watching all this. He's aware of what's going on. He's aware of all these dynamics and the jealousy and the conniving to who's going to get more kids and, you know, who's going to get more time with them. Um, but God sees that Leah is not loved. She has such unfulfilled hope. Oh, my God. I'll, yeah. I'll have it when I have another. So I'll name yeah. him this. Maybe now mm. my husband will, will love, love me. me. Maybe now mm. he'll. And it's like, yeah. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, it it really is. And it's a whole mess. It's a whole mm. mess. And I mean, Jacob, it's just like all of his deceit has come to fruition here is really what it comes down to. Yeah. Um. But now it's time for Jacob to be gone because he has served his 14 years of really indentured servitude to his father-in-law yeah. um, and paid off his wives, which, ugh. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that sentence is not, that's a terrible sentence, paid off his wives. But anyway. It's the truth. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that is my current century lens that I'm seeing this through fully recognizing that this was something that just was culturally acceptable and happened a lot in that time we do know that that's not God's best because God created Adam and Eve and put them together and they were supposed to be one so that's God's intention is that you be one this is not how can you have one with all these multiple wives and the maidservants and it it just messes up the whole blows up God's plan completely. Mm -hmm. And I I just think about that for, for me personally, as like God may have a plan. I don't understand it. So I'll fix it and I'll do this. Mm -hmm. And then maybe I'll do this and maybe I'll do this and I'll help him, you know, and then realizing I'm in my plan. I'm not in his plan anymore. And how much chaos and pain really results from all of that. And like, what? about the culture too. Like Suzanne said, maybe culturally this was fine. But you know, God has called us to be separate, not to give in to the cultural changes that occur. God is a constant God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And his word is the same way. So we can't be swayed just by culture. We should be, we're founded on the rock. We're founded on the word. So we don't, we don't let the culture influence us what we think it's it's okay just because the culture says it's okay i think it's a really good lesson for us um, when we look at that and and his plans are good because he is good because that is who he is and 
they didn't see this. They didn't see the fruition of all of this. Um, Jacob didn't even see the promised land, did he? Mm-mm. No, no. Nope. Yeah, there was a promised land, right? And so we can we can look at the things that happen and know that God ultimately does have a plan and it is good. And if we just turn to him, it'll be okay, even though it may not look like it's okay here. I heard this great saying the other day, if it's not good yet, it doesn't look good yet. God is not done. Mm-hmm. I really love that because a lot of things in our lives don't look good, do they? There are times when things don't look good. It doesn't look like that could be a good thing or that could end a good way. But if that's what you see when you're looking at your life, just know that God's not done. Mm-hmm. And then like one that. of the things that I, I didn't want to um, forget to say is that through all of Jacob's conniving, deceiving, horrible, horrible ways, God still blesses him. Still blesses him. And yeah. he comes out of there when he leaves. He has a large family and herds and flocks and has so much more than when he went. And God is not done. He has a plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. But that's one of the reasons he had to leave Laban is because they were all jealous. Right. He had to flee from Laban. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we're now in Genesis 31 and 32. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is... Uh, Jacob was put in charge of all of the flocks and herds and Laban said, here, you can have those and I'll have these. You pick where you like, you pick which side you want, which pasture land and whatever. And um, Jacob even gave Laban like the better pasture land, but God just blessed his land and his livestock so greatly that Laban was like, you're up to something. You're, you're a trickster and a shyster. Mm-hmm. And I can see that you're doing something. And really he, he didn't do anything. Thanks one to no one. Uh-huh. The favor of God. Isn't it yes. interesting how your perspective of things are determined by, by, um, how, well, your character. It, it's this term that's been bugging me all week. If you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail, mm-hmm. right? So if the way to fix it, it's always by manipulation that's your perspective because that's all you have, your manipulation. But if you have God, wow, the way to fix it might be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now, speaking of God and having God, Jacob's going home, right? Mm-hmm. Like home. And to Esau. To Esau. And um, Jacob is a little unsure. Is that a good way to say that? He's, yeah. he's a little uneasy, maybe. Mm-hmm. He's kind of realizing um, really... I, I did not do right by my brother. <laughs> yeah. And now I have to go home and I have to take all of my blessings and I have to take all of my wealth and all of my riches and all of my wives and all of my children. And we are going to be this giant caravan and shoot. He's probably going to see us coming because mm-hmm. we are going to make such a ruckus because they mm-hmm. are so large of a party. So he splits a family up mm-hmm. so he's like if they attack me then they'll only get half my stuff and my people which mm-hmm. i'm sure leah's family probably was on the front lines and rebecca's was on the back i was oh, thinking God. the same oh. thing how did he split those yeah. i bet you that's how he did it yeah yeah, uh, yeah. but in 32 um in genesis 32 verses 1 and 2 it says that god sent angels to comfort jacob 
So God is there the whole entire time, even through all of this craziness. And God says, you know, it's time to go back. Um, and Jacob really, even God sees that he's very distressed. Um, he's, he's not feeling real confident in his homecoming. Because Jacob is still counting on Jacob. Yep. That's the thing. And that's what God needed to turn, or that's what God was choosing to turn in this dream or this wrestling. Wasn't it? I don't know if it was a dream. So, well, once we move into Genesis 32, we find, so Jacob has split his people Mm -hmm. and he sent messengers and he sent gifts and, um, you know, he has all these things and he says like, okay, welcome back. You know, you're, you're welcome. It's okay. I'm not going to attack you. It's, this is fine. And so everybody goes ahead of him and Jacob is on his own, which is really highly unusual for a man of this stature to be on his own, but everybody's gone. And Jacob goes into like this trance, right? Isn't, I, I don't have my Bible open in front of me. Um, well, he prays. He, he prays. He and prays. then he just, a darkness comes over him. Is that right? I will get on it. Yes. Um, let's see. Well, how is it exactly? Mm-hmm. So Jacob, Jacob was, was left, left alone, alone and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. Yeah. I don't know if he just. Okay. That's what it says. Laid down and kind of went to sleep that night after he'd sent them across. He was left alone and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. So not maybe not asleep. Maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Obviously, I'm thinking of somebody else. Well, I mean, Jacob did have the dream about the ladder. Yeah. And it just was unsure how this one came. They just didn't define it that way. Yeah. But he he wrestles with this man or angel. And and it is a physical wrestling. There is Mm -hmm. this is not like I'm having a dream about wrestling, like I had a dream about a ladder. This is like I am physically bodily wrestling with another equivalent being. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't know how long, but till daybreak feels really long to me. Yeah. Until until the angel touches his hip. Right. Why is hip? I have read on that, but I don't remember what it was. There's a purpose. It's the fulcrum. That's kind of where the... um, a lot of the power comes in wrestling. So think about trying to wrestle someone and you can't with your hip. Yeah. You could probably hop good if it was just your foot, your toe, you know what I mean? (laughs) Mm -hmm. But that creates the stability and everything. And so if that's injured Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, became, becomes impotent, you're kind of done with the fight. That stops it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and they're wrestling and Jacob is like, you are not going to leave me until I have your blessing. And the man goes, and I'm not in these words, but it's like, well, I'm not blessing you to you. Tell me till you admit to who you really are. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Isn't it interesting how we do the same thing with God? God, I want this blessing. I want this blessing. Hey, who are you? What are you doing? What's your part in this situation? What do you need to change? What are you wrestling out of your own power? What's happening over here? I think a lot of times God really uh, confronts or wrestles with me in those situations until I tell the truth. Well, because up to this point, even with all of the blessing that 
um, Jacob has received. And he's got a bunch of wives. He's got a bunch of kids. He's got a lot of flocks. Um, has he still recognized that that was God's blessing on him? Or does he think he kind of got that on his own? You know, he worked for the wives. Mm-hmm. Um, he stripped the bark for the animals, you know, so that they would multiply mm-hmm. more. I mean, he, he's, he's still doing a lot. There's a lot going on with him. So up to this point, I'm not sure that he's still really recognizing that it's God who's doing for him. Um, until now, he's in the position where he can't do for himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so often in life, that's kind of, what we have to come to, right? I mean, you have to, lots of phrases for it, but you have to hit bottom or um, to the end of yourself. Yep. Get to the end of yourself or you're at the end of the rope or like whatever that looks like. Um, We just have to get out of our own way in, in so many circumstances to let God really fully reveal who he is to us in the circumstance, which is what had to happen here with Jacob. Um, and like I, this is Genesis 32 through 35 here. And I called it, Jacob finally gets it right. And Terry does not appreciate that. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if, if you read a little further, then you'll see that, um, Jacob does go to Esau. Esau is like, it's okay. It's cool. We're cool. I, it is years past. I have more than I could possibly want. And so do you come on back. We'll have a spot for you. You know, you can bring your people. And Jacob's like, okay, yeah, yeah. We'll be along in a few days. Just let me gather my you know, family together and, and then we'll start on our way and go. But he didn't, he didn't go. He said he would go. He did not go. He went to a different city and settled there. So I don't know. I just kind of feel like, he kind of lied to his brother again, saying, yes, we will come and, and accept your kindness and your land and, you know, your goodness toward us. And it doesn't. It just takes him and goes the other way. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Well, Rude. It's kind of, <laughs> we sort of miss over the fact that Esau has had a change of heart. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not angry. He, he kisses his brother. He weeps over him. Um, he's he's ready to reconcile. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to, you know, happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you, Esau. Good on the Brits would say. But poor Jacob can't, he's, he can't change, obviously can't change everything about himself overnight. Because he's perpetrated so much deception, don't you think he would have a, a really hard time believing that Esau had really changed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, the, I, mean I, I think he probably would have found that very difficult to believe that Esau really loved him and wanted him back and had forgiven him. Doesn't that speak to our process, though, as Christians and believers in Christ? It's like, it's a process, that sanctification. We use the big mm-hmm. words or something, but really that's what this is. We can get a picture of God and who he is, and then we can... He can come into our life, I guess, to the level that we are willing to surrender. Yeah. So maybe Jacob hadn't completely surrendered, and then he has to surrender more. Mm-hmm. And that can be our story, too, is God's telling us who he is, that he is the God of Jacob. I can rip on Jacob the whole time, but until um, I'm willing to see my faults and who I am, I won't see God. And then I'm so grateful that God is the God of Jacob. 
Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm so mm-hmm. glad we got included. <laughs> I got included with that. Yeah. You know what? One thing we skipped over here is after he wrestles with God and gets the broken hip, he gets a blessing. And then the, the man says, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Mm-hmm. So there's the name change that yeah. happens. And now we're going to begin seeing the nation of Israel be brought mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And that's, this is the beginning of it. Jacob. That's yeah. a, that is a huge thing that we skipped. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Gary. Well, we are going to start um, next episode. So next week, we're going to talk a little bit about um, seeing God and people being examples of God um, in actually some more deception and some more conniving and some more um, humanity. So um, does somebody want to close for us today? And um, if you're listening, stay tuned with anticipation for next week. <laughs> I'll pray. Okay. Father, thank you so much again. I know I keep saying it and it just might sound trite, but it's really not trite to me and, and to these other ladies and to whoever, but thank you for your word. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much that you care enough about us, that you had Moses write these things down because they're meaningful to us in our lives today. Help us to um, always look for you in every situation and um Father, we just pray that you would give us your blessing and that we would be worthy of it and that we would uh, seek after you and and follow you and um, not be tricksters and deceivers, but to be truth tellers. And um, we know that if we stick close to you, that you'll stick close to us. And we we're thankful for that. Lord, we just ask you to um, bless everyone that's listening in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Ha, 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 ha.